You're listening to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. And in this podcast, we will talk about the sports of powerlifting, what it's like to be a female strength athlete, what it's like to be a strength coach, nutrition, tips to help yourself in your athletic endeavors, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive into today's podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. Here is today's episode number two. We are focusing on four tips to get started in the sport of powerlifting. Now, the reason I love powerlifting, one of many reasons I love powerlifting, is it's so easy to start in terms of what you need. Really, anybody can do it as long as you have access to a gym and the equipment, right? As long as you have access to a place where you can squat, bench press, and deadlift. So this is going to lead me right into my first point. You're going to want a gym membership if you're going to start powerlifting, unless you happen to have a home gym where you can squat, bench, and deadlift. And you might have one at this point. Uh, During the pandemic, I'm pretty sure everyone tried to create some sort of gym. (laughs) But when you're looking for a gym, you want to find a place that could be powerlifting friendly. Now, not everyone's going to have this luxury of being able to go to a powerlifting specific gym. It all depends on where you're living. Um, some people are lucky if you live in a more, you know, busier or city-based area, like I do in northern New Jersey, right next to New York City. There's powerlifting gyms nearby. But if you don't have access to a gym that specifically is clearly geared towards powerlifting, just look for a gym where you won't get yelled at (laughs) if you drop a deadlift. So that might rule out like Planet Fitness, you can't really go there, right? Um, Maybe even, you know, LA Fitness, they might yell at you, I don't know. So really, you want to get a feel for the gym to see if it's powerlifting friendly. Also, another thing to look for when you're looking for a gym, if you are more limited and cannot go to a powerlifting specific gym, is looking at the plates. When you deadlift, do they have plates that are round? Do they have bumper plates? Or do they only have those annoying uh, plates with all the corners? Like that's going to make your deadlifting life very annoying. (laughs) So if the gym only has the plates with corners, that might be an indication not going to go so well. If they have round plates where the bar can roll, deadlifts become much easier. When it comes to benching, um, look and see, do they have benches where you can really adjust the height multiple ways or is it just stuck on one setting? If they do, maybe look for a gym that has multiple settings where you can uh, bench press and change the height of the bench. Again, that's a luxury for some people. Not everyone has the opportunity. And for squatting, same idea. When it comes to having a rack that's more adjustable, there are plenty of gyms that have racks where there's multiple adjustments you can make for the height. But there are also some racks that have humongous gaps from height to height, making it difficult for you to squat if you don't happen to fit that height perfectly. So looking at specifically where you can squat, bench, and deadlift in your gym and seeing if that's going to work for you as a powerlifter or someone who's trying to lift heavier is going to be where you want to start when you're looking for a gym. Also, will that gym yell at you if you use chalk? Now, the solutions to that could be liquid chalk, right? 
but sometimes gems will be upset even if you use liquid chalk. So really getting a feel for the atmosphere in that gem is important. Okay. So moving on, tip number two to get you started in powerlifting. You're going to want to be following a powerlifting specific program. Now, honestly, if you just Google powerlifting program, you're going to find at least 10 options. I just did it. There are so many. So finding a program that's even free is very easy. I always recommend people get a coach. My reason for that is starting with a strong foundation is so important and really helps you down the road if you're going to be powerlifting for a few years. So if you start out with a coach who really knows how to help you with technique, who performs if it's online coaching, which is a cheaper option, video analysis where they can show you how to fix your form on a weekly basis with videos and looking at your videos and giving you specific feedback, or an in-person coach if you're just learning how to really get the lifts down and want to make sure your technique's on point. I'm aware that coaching can be expensive and for some people it may be something you cannot afford. At the least, make sure you're, you're following that powerlifting specific program and you can always Google videos about form that will be helpful. Obviously the downside to that is there's a million videos out there and as a coach myself who specializes in movement analysis and video feedback, I have seen lots of videos that show things that I believe are outdated and don't really teach you the best form, even though it may seem like it is. So you have to be careful what you're looking at. But I will also say that when I got into lifting my very first year before I became a powerlifter, I, got, I learned everything from bodybuilding.com. Now, y'all, my form <laughs> over the years has changed so much and it's incredibly different, thank God. I wish I could have afforded a coach right away to help me with my form. But I did get the mental grit of going to the gym four or five days a week and pushing hard for at least an hour. So even without a coach and without having perfect form, I still made a lot of progress in my strength. Number three, equipment. So again, this is why I love powerlifting. When you're just getting started, you don't have to worry about buying all the fancy things. When you're just trying to get a base, a foundational base of getting stronger in the squat bench and deadlift, what you're going to definitely want to do is look at the shoes you have right? Especially when it comes to um, squatting, a lot of people will wear running shoes. They're not aware that that's a really bad idea. So when it comes to your squat, you want to wear either a shoe with a heel. So investing in a cheaper pair of squat shoes is really not a bad idea because there are squat shoes out there that are great quality that are less than a hundred dollars. And if you're someone who can benefit from a heeled shoe, then that is something I would invest in early. However, if you're like, I don't really know if I need a heel shoe and I actually like, you know, squatting in flat shoes, then just having like a pair of Vans can be good enough, right? There are a lot of deadlift shoes that can also work for squatting and you can use it for all three of your lifts. So having like a flat deadlift slipper can literally carry you through your squat, your bench, and your deadlift if you like squatting in a flat or having a pair of Vans. I actually will say I don't love it when my, my clients use Converse. I know it's known for being the flat shoe that everybody wears when they're starting, but the toe does really come off the floor in a Converse. And that means that your foundation for your squat and deadlift, like your toes are off the floor and now you can't use your toes to push into the floor, which is very important in powerlifting, by the way, really pushing your feet hard into the ground because you're literally pushing against the floor 
to get the weight back up for your squat, to get the weight up for your deadlift. And if your toes are off the ground, it does make it more difficult and it can easily change your form. But shoes are going to be important. And then besides that, guys, you really don't need anything else when you're first getting started. When it comes to the other things in powerlifting, like knee sleeves, a belt, wrist wraps, I would honestly say you could go a minimum six months without any of that and just even see if you like powerlifting. You might be like, yo, this is boring because powerlifting is a monotonous sport. You are squatting, benching, and deadlifting every single week. You also do accessories, of course, right? But at the end of the day, you're doing the same movements really forever until you decide to stop doing the sport. So once you figured out, hey, I like this and you signed up for your first meet, or you're thinking or you're looking at meets, that's when I would invest in the knee sleeves, the powerlifting belt, maybe some wrist wraps, right? But before that point, as long as you have a good pair of shoes, you're not wearing running shoes, um, you have squat shoes or a flat shoe you can wear for all your lifts and you have flat shoes for your bench and deadlift, you'll be in a good position. Okay, the last tip I have about getting started in powerlifting which is a tip that I believe most people in general who compete in any sport need to hear, is prioritizing your recovery. So a lot of people will not prioritize their nutrition, they won't prioritize their sleep, they may not prioritize their water. Listen, if you are going to be going to the gym, spending one to two hours, maybe even three, having heavy sessions in the gym, squatting and benching, deadlifting for a long period of time, all the work you're putting into the gym, you won't reap all the benefits if you are lacking in sleep, if you're not keeping up with your hydration, if you are not fueling yourself properly throughout the day with nutrition. So I would say the easiest way to focus on your recovery is, first of all, setting a bedtime for yourself. Yes, adults should have a bedtime. I believe that fully. Trust me, your sessions will feel like poop if you're only sleeping four to five hours. So setting a bedtime, pushing for seven to eight hours of sleep. Nutrition-wise, I mean, listen, y'all, I'm not about to give you a whole lesson on nutrition. That can be a whole other podcast. But I will say, if you're going into the gym and you are hungry halfway through your workout or you are feeling like you're lacking energy every single time we train, you are not prioritizing your carbohydrates and protein properly. So having carbohydrates and protein before you work out is going to help you out a lot. I recommend a ratio of two to one, carb to protein. So if I'm going to have 50 grams of carbs to fuel me up for my workout, I'm gonna have at least 25 grams of protein with that. And that will keep me satiated and fuel for the workout. Keep the fats on the lower end. We are strength training, fats do slow down digestion. We don't really want that when we're about to train. Also keep your fibers low around the point of training, around the time of training. So that's just a really basic thing to know about your nutrition. But if you are literally getting hungry in between your sessions or every time you work out, you're like you walk out and you're starving before the session's over, that's the problem. I can honestly say since I now have a nutrition coach and I've had one for like six months now, I am 
I can count on one hand how many times I've left the gym starving. I can count on one hand because I eat enough to fill myself for the entire workout. Or you can even have some carbs during your workout. But again, I don't want to go on a whole tangent about nutrition. So prioritizing your sleep, prioritizing your nutrition, prioritizing hydration, guys, if you're going to be an athlete in general, I mean, human beings need water, right? But if you're going to be an athlete, then I say you got to push that water up. I give my clients a minimum of 80 to 100 ounces of a water a day. Um, I really like to push them above 100 ounces, but if they're starting out and like, yo, I don't even drink water, then I'll start them at the low end. The low end's 80 to 100, the higher end's um, between 100 to 130 ounces of water a day. So prioritizing that hydration is going to be important. Trust me, you're gonna feel like a different person if you've been dehydrated for a long period of time and you don't even know it. Okay, guys, so we have made it through another podcast. I'm super excited because I already have two people lined up for interviews next week. So my next podcast will be an interview with someone who you guys probably will know, but I'm not going to announce it until next week. If you're a woman and you love this podcast, chances are you're going to love my Facebook group, Strong Woman. Starting next week, we are going to be doing a free seven-day trial for Strong Woman where you get to learn about tips on lifting, proper form, nutritional advice, everything that I wish I knew when I was starting out in the sport of powerlifting, and you actually get technique advice directly from me, a world champion powerlifter. If you are interested in this, check out the link in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening to the Power and Lifting Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to it and leave a five-star review. I'm looking forward to next week. I will talk to you guys soon.